<laughs> no, you're not. You're, 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 you're not yeah, you're a part of this. Yeah. Oh. I poked my head around the corner of the window, and boom, there he was, in the exact same pose, slightly hunched over, all dressed in black, big black hoodie, beanie hat, panting and smiling, but this time, I think he saw me. The man who moved in next door had walked into our garden and giggled loudly in Claire's face, who was only doing- <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to do it. <laughs> I was just laughing. This is from the perspective of a female as well. Um, okay, do the voice then. It was December 2010. Yeah, carry on. Don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard. I screamed for him to get out. Get fucking out of my house. He <laughs> get fucking out of my house. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was Yoda. <laughs> get fucking out <laughs> of my house. My house fucking <laughs> This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jack Mate's Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour Podcast Series 5. Halloween. Recently, we had an episode in which Robbie shared his creepy pasta library. Yes, we went into the creepy library and, woo, and we learned all about Dr. Ick. And uh, no, that wasn't his name. No, we made it his name. He didn't have a name. Yeah, we called so it Dr. It, so Ick. Hi, everybody. I'm Hi. Dr. Ick. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. it was his name. Yeah. And then we had the, uh, what was his name? Ickbar. Elstein or something like that. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. How, how can we not remember? It was only last week's ep. Ickbar. Belstein. Yeah, Bell. That weren't that. We'll just go. We'll just go with it. I can find out for you. If it you does, it's, a, it's irrelevant, really. That's no, irrelevant. <laughs> how are you, Stevie? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. How are you? I am a little bit scared. It feels creepy in here today. Does it? Yeah. Listen to that. Katie put in a sound effect. Listen to that. Oh, was that? A, that sounded like an elephant. Yeah. Oh my god. And that one. That was quite scary, that one. Yeah, Robbie, did you hear that? Nope. 
You must have heard that one. No. <laughs> how, how, how are you not hearing? Oh a my parakeet? god! What was that? <laughs> oh, this is a shit show. What was that? Oh, Katie, enjoy, enjoy that. Why is there a small man playing a ukulele in the corner? <laughs> Iqbal Biggleston. Iqbal Biggleston. We learned all about that. So if you haven't already caught up on the Happy Hour Ween episode, in which Stevie and I ventured into Robbie's sort of murder mystery library, then go and listen to that one, and then maybe come to this one. This one I don't think is going to be as funny, but you never know. These ones are, are, are real stories. Where do you find them? On the internet. <laughs> Potentially real stories. My granddad thought Rod Stewart had died because he read it on Facebook. So the internet's real. They're always true. The internet is real. Yes. And is Rod Stewart died? Has he died? No, no, I think so. Right. Okay. So I'll the check internet... Facebook. Find out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's clear. The, the, these might not be real stories. I found them on an array of websites, often listed high, quite high up on there. So I'd like to believe they are real. Hold on, hold on. Listed high up. Yeah, like some of them would be, have been upvoted on Reddit. Some of them were high up. Were on... they all on Reddit? Yeah. <laughs> Jack loves Reddit. <laughs> Sometimes, no, no, some weren't on Reddit. Like this one wasn't on Reddit. I actually watched a documentary about this one and then tried to write it from the perspective of one person because the story was from <coughs> a few different accounts. So I've tried to rewrite it from the perspective of a man called Mark. Okay. Is he actually real? He's involved in it, yeah. Okay. And it's like most of the stuff he was saying, I was trying to write it down as he was speaking. Okay. Does that make sense? <clears throat> yeah, you've, you've taken a real-life documentary and put it into your own words. Yeah. But so, from the perspective of someone who was there. Yeah, this one is actually true, right? Like, the other ones, they're on the internet. They're under, like, real mysteries and stuff like that. But this one, there's documentaries about it. It's been documented throughout time. There's a photo of this thing. Okay. okay. It's quite creepy. Some of these mysteries have been solved. Some of them remain mysteries to this day. I'll probably stop just before the kind of like outcome and you guys can sort of like bicker back and forth if you care that much about it. I like it. I like it. Can, do you have a creepy voice to tell these in like Robbie did? Hello. We're not going down that road oh, again. No, 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 no. It's not Gringo. <laughs> it's not him. This one's... Hello. Like his little brother. Yeah, it's like a little frog man. I'm a little frog man. Okay. I have a Are you wearing a top hat? I am. You have good. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my mystery stories. Okay. He's, he's, he's a frog Mexican. <laughs> I'll do a different one. I'll do a different yeah, one. Sound a lot like the gringo. Yeah, yes, yeah, the only voice. I, I was just make. expecting you to do a creepy voice. Hello. What? <laughs> it's the Why are they all the same Mexican? one? It's the same Mexican voice. Why do you find Mexicans creepy? <laughs> what's, your, what's your problem with Mexicans? Hello. <laughs> You've got Welsh. It's fine. But no, Hello. I, want I want to hear more of this one. I've got to have some kind yeah. of dialect. I want to no, hear more of the just, Welsh. Just Welsh. do your voice, but like. No, no, do the Welcome Welsh. back to. Like, uh, <laughs> breathe a bit as you say it. <laughs> hello there. And welcome to my. That's going to hurt my voice quite yeah. considerably. Uh, hello. And <laughs> Smithers. I'm Christopher Biggins. <laughs> He's behind you. Right. <laughs> right. Um, hello. And well. <laughs> that was just you. you. That was just you. Oh my God, I do a scary voice. I just do Mexican. <laughs> Robbie, do your scary hello. voice again. This is my scary voice. Yeah, see, so you just scary? put it's your voice, but a bit uh, deeper and a bit more husky. And it, a bit is it a bit more disrespectful, though? Because these actually happen to people. <laughs> 
No, but if you just like you tell the story, but just go. This is the story of the hand. I okay. suspect this whole episode could be an absolute tightrope of, of, of avoiding disrespect. So let's do our best. Very true. Okay, just tell the fucking story. Welcome to Jack's scary mysteries. That was better. Is that good? good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could do like voiceovers of like horror films and stuff. Are you ready for episode one? Yes. This is cool. Do I have to do the voice? No, no. <laughs> you're you. You're you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Gringo! <laughs> <laughs> this one is called The Alabama Chunk. It's called. Like, you were worried about being disrespectful and you still chose to do the Gringo at the end. Though. Okay. This story, story number one, is called The Alabama Trunk. After four decades, the Alabama trunk story is still being spoken about to this day. This event happened on the 5th of May 1979 in Birmingham, Alabama. The story wouldn't be complete without the mention of two Birmingham News employees, Mark and Jerry. Mark had only been working at Birmingham News for a matter of weeks and was still completing his internship. Jerry was a veteran photographer for the news. So we've got Mark and, and Jerry. Okay, we follow that. The morning of the 5th started like any other, although reports have claimed that the weather was a little bit colder than usual for a May morning in Alabama. Irrelevant. At approximately 7.45am, Mark, the intern, had just arrived at his desk when murmurs of a strange ongoing event in the city started to whisper through the office. Around an hour before Mark had began working, a number of calls had reached the office about a strange sight being seen on the roads of Alabama, but as per the case with any news office, prank calls had been common. The first reported call was from a young woman panicking at six in the morning, claiming that she'd heard a male scream from a car while sitting alongside it in traffic. She turned off her radio and wound down her window, but could only just hear the faint muffled scream. She called the emergency services who encouraged her to carry on with her day due to the lack of information. The unnamed lady reportedly told the news hours later that at first she thought it could have been her mind playing tricks on her due to her lack of sleep the night before and the early start. That's when too many similar calls started coming in for Mark to ignore them anymore. Call after call started to report that they had seen a human hand hanging out the back of an old beat-up Dodge, which was a popular car at the time. The two reporters debated for a short time about what this could be and eventually assumed that it would be that of an old glove caught in the boot of a car, sort of waving in the wind, if you like. However, after a short time, calls started to flood in more and more, saying that the hand was in fact moving and that the finger seemed to bend upwards, almost as if to try and signal to other cars. But could these reports be true? Was it a big prank? Why would the car be driving for what seemed like hours with such an obvious red flag hanging out of the back? It wasn't a red flag, it was a hand. Mark and Jerry decided that it all become too real and with little information on the exact car in question, headed out onto the Alabama interstate to look for themselves. They drove around for around 45 minutes with no luck. White dodge after white dodge passed, but no hand. Meanwhile, calls con continued to flood in about the hand in the trunk. Then it happened. A white Dodge swerved out of an airport boulevard and began to speed off through the neighbourhood as it was clear the driver knew that they had started to have been followed by a number of intrigued civilians. Mark and Jerry began swerving the Dodge as soon as they could and began to follow the car for a considerable amount of time. 
with Mark at one point getting so close to the car that Jerry from the passenger seat could snap photos because he was a photographer. It was clear the reports were true. A hand was protruding from the boot, and you can actually see this. That's the famous image now, the hand in the trunk. During the chase, Mark was on call to the chief editor at Birmingham News, relaying all of his information on the unfolding drama that they were now a part of. What was the story of the hand in the boot? Was it a kid messing around? Was it a big prank? Or was it something more sinister to discuss? So they didn't ever stop the car? There's an outcome. There's a conundrum to this. Is conundrum the word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> word. <clears throat> there is an outcome to this, but I want you guys to kind of like float around the idea of... Well, I'm guessing there's someone in the boot. Well, yeah, Stevie. <laughs> but was it a kid messing about? Was it like... Is there like a plausible explanation to this? Are they in trouble? Are they in danger? What well, is... if it's been hours, is it not like a kidnapping of some sort? Okay. Like you're messing about is one thing, but for reports to be coming in for hours at a time, but, for, for a few hours, you're not going to be doing that for that long, are you? It's a funny joke for an hour. <laughs> for an hour? <laughs> if uh, you put me in the boot for an hour, I'll be fuming. It's a funny joke for five minutes. Five minutes? <laughs> Ten seconds, I'd be doing all right, mate. That's one car. I don't know if I told this story on the pod, but I, I met my other neighbours the other day from, from down the way, and um, he was like a large fella, like, looked quite friendly, and when we went out and saw him, he had two of his kids in the boot of his car, and the, and the boot was up, and I went, hi, yeah, and his kids went, ah, and said something, and he went, hi, yeah, and he went, sorry, um, I don't normally have my kids in the boot like that. Like, well, what a brilliant time to meet your new neighbours. He could be a murderer. I don't know. But they seem all right. I haven't seen him since, but I've seen him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. What do you reckon then, Rob? <coughs> fucking students mucking around, probably. You reckon? Can we see oh, the picture know. of the hand in the boot? Yeah. Can we get that up, please, Katie? You can, you can literally just put the hand in the trunk. And it's a popular story now. Uh, I mean, it's not a story. It's true. The hand in the trunk... There we go. Try not to read any of the stuff. I think you might have seen it there. No, 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 no. First first one, Katie. First one with a yellow. Yeah. yeah. Let you see that hand there. Well, that's quite clearly a hand, isn't it? There's yeah. fingernails on it. Yeah, that is a, that is a hand in, in the white dodge. I'm confused. Why would the boot not just open? Yeah, you'd think the hand might be able to flick the latch. Well, if it's open that much already, surely mm. it would open the rest of the way. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you what it is. Um, So after a short chase, police managed to pull the car over rather more calmly than expected due to the reluctance of the driver. Three men got out of the car, none of them saying a word, and all proceeded to put their hands in the air. The driver, Robin Green, was 24 years old. He was with Joseph Fendley, who was 27, and his uncle, Wilburn Fendley, who was 49. The police hesitantly walked over to the car and with their pistols poised, opened the boot to reveal a fourth man. He appeared to be drowsy, badly beaten and covered in blood. The man went by the name of Collier. I don't know if that's his first name or his surname. That was all I could really find. You got one name like Pele. (laughs) Yeah, Cher. Madonna. (laughs) Cher got one name? Cher, yeah. Yeah, 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 fair enough, fair enough. Cher Uh, Lloyd isn't. (laughs) Right, that's what I was thinking of, Cher Lloyd. Uh, Cher went on to... <laughs> yeah. it was I can't the believe they had Cher in the boot. I was never oh. expecting that. No. Do you believe? Yeah. If only she could turn back time. Yeah, now. I was going to say. <laughs> Good. Now we're popping. Collier went on to tell the police about how he'd met the three men in a bar. What? Just got Cher in my head now. <laughs> yeah. It's just her going with big hair. <laughs> no matter how I hard I tried, <laughs> on the fucking air they kept pushing me inside. <laughs> it works. Yes. Oh, God. He went to tell the police about how he'd met the three men in a bar in Bessemer the night before. They robbed him of his $350 disability check.
neck, beat him up, stabbing him with a screwdriver before they tied his legs and forced him into the trunk. As the three men were driving him around, in a journey that lasted over 14 hours, Collier said that he had to fight hard to stay awake due to the amount of carbon monoxide coming from the motor. Collier said that he was able to slip his hand through a gap in a rubber seal at the lip of the trunk to try and wave to motorists and passers-by. Collier also went on to say that during the journey, he repeatedly heard the three men discuss where to dump his body. I'd made my peace at this time, Collier told the reporters. This is the weird bit, right? So it's not like this has got a conclusion. We know about this, right? 14 hours is the bit I'm a bit... I think they drove from state to state because they wanted to drop his body off and then not be as sus uh, back from where they're I from. I guess, yeah, in America, 14 hours isn't actually that far. No, nah, they do that for a laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with a body in the back. With share in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is the bit that I couldn't find on the two websites that I looked at. Someone out there could probably find this with a little bit more research. But from what I could tell, it's unclear what happened to the three men after this. Right, so they got arrested, but no court records show any charges towards the three men. Like, they, there's no court records of it. I, ch- I tried two websites. Were they going to kill uh, Collier? What uh, and where are they today? I guess is is the mystery. But apparently, when the police got him and asked what he'd like, what what he like, how can we help you? Like, where should we take you? What do you want? What do you think he requested? Can I go back in the boot? <laughs> Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, cigarette. Cigarette. That's all he wanted. Cigarette. And a front row seat to see Cher live. <laughs> no, he yeah. already had that. He was with her in there. He went, <laughs> My mate's here. <laughs> she came out. Yeah, so that's the that's the first one. I mean, there's a there's an answer to it. Bit weird, bit creepy. What would you do if you was driving along and saw a little hand out the boot? Like the that? photo's good. I, I wasn't expecting to be the photo to be that good. In it, I know. Yeah. It's, it's like you see CCTV footage of like big pressing cases we need to solve today, and they look grainier than yeah. that. I know that's obviously a real camera. That's, but. A, that's a solid photo, and it's very, very clear what it is as well. And it's, I'd give it a little high five. <laughs> carry on, son. <laughs> Off you go. Son. I am intrigued to know what happened to the men. Uh, you'd just assume they went to prison, wouldn't you? You'd assume so, but no court records showed that. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, you ready for another one? Yeah. The man at midnight. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, hello. Oh, what was my voice? What was I doing? It was like a bait. It was the younger hello. brother of your normal gringo. Oh, no, that hello. one. Hello. Like that. <laughs> yeah, doing. Welcome to the man at midnight. Yeah. Yep, Can I do a... Would you like any scratch cards? <laughs> was there an urban like legend him. like that? The midnight man. Oh, was there? Oh, this could have derived from that then. This could have derived from that. It was December 2010. Do you want me to do it in an American voice? Yeah, I would now that you've started. It was December 2010. I had just moved... This is from the perspective of a female as well. Um, (laughs) Okay, do the voice then. It was December 2010. Yeah, carry on. Don't mind that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hard. (laughs) What? 
What? Bring it, let me have a little suck. Go on, a turn, <laughs> a little suck. I said suckle. <laughs> it's a shame. It's, it's, a, it's a suck monster. It's a suck monster's back. Uh, right. It was December 2010. I just moved into a new house in a new neighborhood in the upper north side of Valley City, North Dakota. I lived on my own as I was about to start university and was waiting for my free girlfriends to move in later that month. <laughs> I think the transition is confusing my brain. I can't stick up with her story when you go, oh my god, I'm doing this, and then I'm here. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then I'm here. So she's moved into a new gaff in the upper north side of Valley City. <laughs> when is an American ever said gaff? <laughs> hey, gaff. I'm moving into a new gaff. <laughs> the Queen's gaff. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay, I lived on my own and I was about to start university. I was waiting for my three girlfriends to move in later that month. Player. <laughs> Absolute pla. <laughs> Just before the holidays. Right, so she's in the house first, yeah? Okay. They're, not, they're not in yet. A few nights went by without a hitch. I was occasionally spooked by the odd owl or critter, but apart from that, all totally fine. Until it wasn't fine. One Thursday night, at just before midnight, I woke up for a pee and decided I should replenish myself with some ice-cold water from the kitchen tap. I woke up for a pee and decided I should, I should replenish, replenish myself, myself with drinking my piss back in. <laughs> uh, she went to get some ice-cold water from the kitchen tap as opposed to the upstairs tap that was faulty and lukewarm to cold at best. I hopped out of bed and downstairs into my cold, open-plan kitchen. Seems like a brag. brag <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a brag. Yeah, Three yeah, girlfriends yeah. in a big old kitchen. <laughs> almost, almost cutting my hand on my diamond staircase. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the Playboy Mansion owner? Seems like somebody this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> Three girlfriends, big old... Yeah, he is dead. Uh, so is a mystery? What happened to the... <laughs> And over there, uh, so they're downstairs, open plan kitchen, headed over to the sink. I filled the glass with ice water and was ready to return to bed until out of nowhere I heard panting. Robbie, would you like to? Like, what do we know anything about the panting? Is it like sexy panting or is it? No, I just want to see how your interpretation okay. of it. <laughs> that's like, probably how I imagine that's it. It's like a dog. It's like, <laughs> but we don't know if it is a dog or not. We just know this panting. It's this. <laughs> Don't need the tongue out like no. that. Don't <laughs> I like Don't mind that either. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up and across the kitchen way until my eyes locked on the street outside. That's when I first saw him. A man around six foot six in size, dressed all in black, bent over, peering into my window whilst panting hard, almost mocking me it seemed. His gaze staring deftly into the kitchen. I know this is silly, but I ran instantly upstairs and threw myself under the duvet. In hindsight, this sounds incredibly dumb, but in a fight or flight situation, I guess I picked flight, dumbass. I stayed awake all night until the birds started chirping and the UPS fans that always came so goddamn early broke the silence of the night. I was thankful for their earliness on this one occasion. A few nights went by, I didn't leave my bed once from... Fucking hell! <laughs> Oh, right, yeah, it's written terribly. A few nights went by. I didn't leave my bed once from the moment I went to bed until dawn. So of the evenings, I imagine. Uh, I couldn't shake the image of the man staring at me through the kitchen window until, for some reason, I just had to. I couldn't shake the image. I could not forget the horrifying sight. I almost needed to look again just to see nothing to refresh the violent vision that wouldn't leave me. I mean, it's not that violent, really, is it? But 
I jumped out of bed at the exact same time, just before midnight. I was sweating quite profusely. I tiptoed downstairs, poked my head around the corner of the hallway, and after three deep breaths, walked slowly into the center of my kitchen. I poked my head around the corner of the window, and boom, there he was, in the exact same pose, slightly hunched over, all dressed in black, big black hoodie, beanie hat, panting and smiling, but this time, I think he saw me. As soon as I saw him, he ran off rapidly down the street. I immediately ran upstairs, and this time I called my boyfriend Dak, who worked out of state, to spell D-A-K. He was a bit of a jock, and I'm no longer with him, but for some reasons that will become clear, I'm glad we were together at this time. I called Dak, and he calmed me, said that he would collect his belongings and leave his home in Kansas, and that he'd be with me in two days, and that he'd stay over. Two days was too long. That very night, I had already resigned to the fact that I wouldn't be sleeping. I stayed up all night watching Sex in the City on DVD. How long's it been? Because the girlfriends haven't moved in yet. Yeah, I think she said that it was they were going to move in in a few weeks, and this uh, is all in the course of a week, but scattered. Just before midnight, I crept down into my hallway, and again this time, instead of running the risk of him seeing me, I'd peer from the hallway through the kitchen and out of the window. And there he was, this time much, much closer to the window. I could see his face. He was again breathing heavily, smiling as he looked in the kitchen window. Even though the shock of seeing him terrified me slightly less as the expectation of seeing him there grew with each passing night, the fact he was closer to the window felt ominous, almost as if he was getting closer to me. I stayed stood frozen in fear as I waited for him to run off, before sunrise broke the tension again and the birds started singing. The next day is when... What, so she stood there just looking at him the whole time? He ran off. He's he's looked in the window. She said she's waiting for him to run off, but it didn't say that he ran. No, it did. I said... To be fair, I think I'd rather see this bloke at my window every night than have to sit down and watch Sex and the City. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, maybe then. I like that she knew he was six foot six, just off the bat. (laughs) Yeah. There's a six foot six man outside. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. The next day is when my life changed. Dak arrived at around midday, and through a gallon of stress tears, I explained to him about everything. The man in black, laughing, panting, peering into the window every midnight. Dak was enraged that somebody was doing this to me, and he swore that he would put this right. I didn't quite know what that meant, and worried something would happen to him, but overall was super relieved that I had Dak there with me. Sunset soon came, the freezing cold night air blew in. How was she not called the police? Because, can you? Yes, there's a creepy pervert looking through your window every night. Just tell him, oh, it's always just before midnight. Can you just be somewhere in the vicinity and you'll see him? <laughs> that is true. That, that is true. true. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> look, maybe not after the first time you could go, look, this has happened. Second time, be like, look, it keeps happening. Mm. And then they will they wouldn't send someone out straight away. But the second time they would. Yeah, that's true. Sunset soon came. The freezing cold night air blew in. The street lights dimmed and it was time to wait. Dak had brought a baseball bat with him. He played for the state team back home, so I knew that he knew his way around a baseball bat. Fucking hell, anyone knows how to swing a baseball bat. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, he's well good at baseball. Irrelevant. Uh, (laughs) We stood together in the blacked out kitchen, the oven cooker reading 11.35, and we waited and waited and waited. The cooker ticked and ticked and ticked until, bing, Zero, 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 zero. Bang on midnight, almost like clockwork. The man ran in front of the window. Dak and I stood deathly still. What? 
I can picture him running away, but it feels weird that he's just run in front and then just there. <laughs> That's scary, though. You think you'd creep up? I think this is just a bloke who goes out for a jog at night. <laughs> and he gets that's his panting, he has a little rest. For, oh, sees someone, waves, runs off, something oh, like that. And maybe now they think he's a murderer. Yeah, maybe there's something in the kitchen that he can see that he keeps looking at and finding it really funny. He's on a jog, needs a rest for his run, but he also looks in because he's like, oh, that's quite funny. Well, he sees reflections, he's going, God, I'm sweating here. <laughs> oh my God, if that's the ending. <laughs> Dak and I stood definitely still. I think it was fair to assume that at this point, Dak was now just as scared as me. But what happened next was different to every other time. The man went past the window and onto our porchway, our light flicking on. We held our breaths, frozen in fear. Five seconds of silence passed before a quiet knock of the door was heard. So faint, so quiet. Dak went to the door, took a deep breath, put the bat behind his shoulder and opened the door. Right, so this is where I've uh, cut the story and put reveal, meaning I want you guys to sort of... Um... I think that's the thing. I think it's a jogger. I think he's a jogger. I think he goes out for nighttime runs. I don't know why he's suddenly knocking on the door. For water, maybe? He could see them? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. What what else could there be? Because I can't imagine... Well, I mean, for this story to be on the, on the internet, if it is true, mm. they're fine. So, because she's writing it from her perspective. I can tell you now, nobody, I don't think, there's no one dies in any of my stories today. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Robbie's theory of... Um, it's a jogger. Okay, you think it's a jogger? think it's a jogger. Okay, right. Dak opened the door to reveal a man, incredibly out of breath, trying to signal for something. A lot of tension was lost instantly as it was clear the man was now distressed. Through bated breath, it became clear the man needed an inhaler. Dak and I weren't asthmatic, but we did happen to find an inhaler in the kitchen cupboard. Our landlord left a first aid box and being 70 years of age, happened to have one. Dak grabbed the inhaler and gave it to the man before he went on to explain how he works at a local late night garage three miles away. He told us about how he gets home at 11pm every night, changes into his black sweats and does the three mile run to what he called the Oak Tree Road, as he fondly called it. Exactly three miles away from his house. He takes a short break once he hits his goal, leaning with his hands on his knees often to catch his breath before turning and continuing his way back on with the warm down on the way home. He told us all about how he listens to music usually, but sometimes switches it up with podcasts, which would explain the laughing I get. Probably listen to us. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I wish I was, I was expecting <laughs> this to is how really much he good. loves Jack. <laughs> this is such good promotion for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after a 20-minute chat and a release of adrenaline, after finding out he was harmless, I asked him why he came so close to the window the other night. He seemed embarrassed that it had been seen and ensured us that he was looking at his sweaty reflection in the kitchen window. <laughs> I'm like the greatest detective. In I'm like Sherlock Holmes. You've smashed it. You've smashed it. Uh, rather than... Fr- uh, he, he was looking at his sweaty reflection in the kitchen window rather than through into the kitchen itself. He made it very clear that with the kitchen lights off, you can't see in at all and that the window acted more as a mirror. This put my mind at complete ease. We shook hands. He thanked us for the use of the inhaler and he left the house. Dak went to store the baseball bat back in the cupboard under the stairs. Where Iqbal was. Hello. And then and then she's added, this is when it happened. There's another twist. No. <laughs> oh. Quick, Detective Robbie, what happens? Iqbal. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that was so like you, you were to yeah. T- yeah, full stop after that. that. Iqbal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Iqbal. So, the man, as he was walking away, 
went out past the porch, past the lawn, stopped, looked back at me, through the kitchen window, the light was now off, slowly put his finger up to his lips and said what looked like, shh. I screamed and ran through to Dak. We argued about what I'd just seen, Dak claiming I was overreacting. We fought for about 15 minutes about the creepy guy before deciding to go out onto the lawn ourselves. You can see in the kitchen. The streetlights light it up incredibly. You could see right inside. Later on, and to this day, Dak and I both realise and are in agreement that we never once saw the man actually use the inhaler. He only greatly explained his need for it. I moved out of that place the next day and Dak came with me. So he was expecting it to just be her. Didn't expect the boyfriend to be there as well with the baseball bat. So now it's like a two-way thing. It's like, are you right, Robbie? And, and, and was this guy just completely innocent? And they just blocked out him using it. But I feel like you would have remembered him vividly using the inhaler. Well, and the fact that you can see into the kitchen when he said it was like a mirror. Yeah. That's yeah. creepy. I like that one. Yeah? Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, what, what do you think? What's your, what's your sort of... If you have to... I'm, I'm team jogger. I think you were just out jogging. If I was like, shh, you make a lot of noise, you can wake people up. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a creep. You think he's a creep? Yeah. He could be both. Okay. He could be going out jogging, but doing a little bit of perverting while he's around. Just a little bit. I've got a few more Dabble. for you, if you want. I would love some more, yeah. We've got Ghost of Josh. Yes, please. Chainsaw. Oh, sorry. Piss off, Ghost of Josh. <laughs> Aurora. Uh -huh. Or Carrot and Pea. <laughs> Carrot, carrot and pea. <laughs> <laughs> There's one literally called Chainsaw. Get fucked, Chainsaw. We want carrot and pea. If there's more than one carrot and more than one pea, I'm going to be fucking fuming. I'm excited. This one is kind of similar to the last one in terms of... Um, uh, well, you're, you're, well, it's not the same, but it's got the same kind of like villainous thing in it. Every but night I keep looking outside and there's a man eating a singular <laughs> carrot and a pea. Yeah, running. Right. First, may I just say that I don't believe... This one was Reddit as well. Uh, they, were, they were all Reddit apart from the first one. <laughs> Firstly, may I just say that I don't believe in paranormal activity. Of course you can. And still don't, still don't to this day, which is what makes this experience even scar, uh, scarier. Scarier! <laughs> oh my God, that was so scary. Uh, <laughs> I'm full Tory there, didn't he? So scary. It had to be something... <laughs> You say, someone on Reddit... You say nachos and tacos, you and say, now you say scary. You say nachos and tacos, and you say Ronaldo. Someone on Reddit told me to mention that no, to I you. No, I say Ronaldo. Ronaldo, someone's... No, I'd say Ronaldo. I say Lukaku. I'd say... Lukaku. Lukaku. Okay, that's, that's by the by. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I'd right. say Ronaldo. Carrots and peas. <laughs> just got to right. Right. Firstly, may I just say that I don't believe in paranormal activity and still don't to this day, which is what makes this experience even scarier. <laughs> it had to be something living, something real. Six months ago in March 2021, I moved house with my partner Claire and our two children, Sam and Riley. They've put in, in a different font, yeah, typical story about a new house, right? Well, not entirely. This happened in the house next door. My house had, had been completely fine. I moved into a new terraced house in the city centre and everything was lovely. The house terrorist house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old school reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the house we were attached to was vacant and had been for a month until our new neighbours arrived. 
Along came a seemingly lovely couple. The man was quite a bit older than the woman, but they were clearly a couple as they would hold hands a lot and even had a youngster with them too. The man was quite odd looking. He wore scarves even on days in which a jacket would have been too much. He wore flamboyant vests. And he often had a... <laughs> He's wearing a vest and a scarf. That is pretty mental. Well, I've read this story and he he's pretty, ma- oh, <laughs> he's yeah. pretty mental. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a big bushy beard and a fairly high-pitched voice. The lady was normal. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> he was a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. We'd chat to the couple in passing, but nothing substantial was ever said. I don't think we even got their names. One day, Claire was out in the garden, which I found quite rude. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd get the names, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you know your neighbours' names? I don't know mine, uh, actually. You've only just moved in, though. Yeah. I know some of the neighbours' names. I've only just moved in as well. Mm, true. One day, Claire, my partner, was out in the garden when she slowly walked in, struggling to find words. In a blind panic, she said, he laughed at me. She muttered, he laughed in my face. It took me some time before I got a rational and calm explanation from my partner, but she soon clarified that the man who moved in next door had walked into our garden and giggled loudly in Claire's face. Who was only do- <laughs> sorry, I wasn't trying to do it. <laughs> I was just laughing. Uh, who was uh, when, while she was only doing some gardening? As you can imagine, this would be quite startling for anybody, let alone my wife, who was scared of her own shadow. We couldn't work out. Fucking hell, she's got issues. <laughs> we couldn't work out why the guy next door did this. Perhaps he had a mental illness. Perhaps he was just being friendly. <laughs> Perhaps he was listening to Jet Makes Happy Hour on his iPod. <laughs> Exclusively on Spotify now. Uh, or perhaps he just found gardening really funny. <laughs> As we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, look at her planting those fucking seeds. <laughs> oh. Maybe she was doing it wrong. Oh. It was actually Alan Titchmarsh. (laughs) A few weeks went by and it didn't happen again. Then one morning, my eight-year-old daughter, Sam, came running into the kitchen, shrieking, Where's Carrot? I can't find my carrot. Carrot was our rabbit. Carrot lived outside in the front garden in a hutch. Every night, we would padlock the hutch closed as Carrot had a tendency of finding a way out. So Carrot had to be in there. Except Carrot wasn't in there. Weeks went by, full of my daughter's tears, and Carrot just wouldn't show up. But here's the strange thing. Carrot's hutch was pristine. The padlock was still on, bolted, but no Carrot. It was almost as if Carrot had vanished. There's pictures of this, by the way, of the, of the padlock, but I showed it to Fiona and she kind of... She suggested something, so I'll show you at the end. I okay. won't show you now, right? Uh, but but no carrot. It was almost as if carrot had vanished or transformed into a single grain of rice and rolled out of the hut. That'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've explained it now. What's the point? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Tell it's us chainsaw. The oldest story in the book. <laughs> oldest story in the book. Yeah. They seemed like the only two options. Beneath the floor of the... <laughs> Conclusion. Well, it's either that or no. Yep. Hear me out. It yep. did transform into a singular grain of rice and roll out. Someone had a key. No, no, no one had a key. Turn into rice. Pilau, pilau, motherfucker. No, it's carrot and pea. Oh, sorry, carrot sorry. and pilau. Hey. Right. Uh, beneath the floor of the rabbit hutch, we later found a tiny bit of yarn, red in colour. This is important as well, uh, which was bizarre, but ultimately we didn't think much of it. Is it from a scarf? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The scarf is now relevant. Wow. Then one day, when Claire was out doing the gardening again, the man next door popped his head over the garden fence and said, Hey, 
Do you want to come round for dinner tonight? We're having carrots. Claire ran back inside, bursting in tears. She swore to me that that was the bearded man's exact words. Not, we're having a Sunday roast with carrots. Nope, we are having carrots. It seemed too on the nose. I knew he was up to something. Oh, well, she just said, we're having carrot. Yeah. <laughs> he pluralised it, yeah. and it's, it's not quite right. It would have been cooler. We bought Sam another pet. This time, one we could keep inside. Oh, they, did, they didn't go for dinner, then? I don't think they went round. He's a nutter. He's a nutter. Uh, they I'd go around and find out whether he's serving a fucking rabbit. <laughs> would you go round, would you? Well, I'd probably want to get in his house and find out whether he's got the rabbit. He might not have killed it, the rabbit, yeah, if he's nicked the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, would you dare go in the house? This is a man who giggles at gardening. Yeah, I'd go in, but I'd, I'd make sure I'd back up. <laughs> we bought Sam another pet, th- this time one we could keep inside. A small hamster that she aptly named P as a sort of cute eight-year-old's way of paying respect to Carrot. P lived in a bright green cage in our front extension. Inside, away from the elements outside, but not inside enough that it would make the living room smell. Then one day, a week or two later, the family and I arrived back home after a day at the seaside to find our front door unlocked and that P wasn't in his cage. But again, the cage was unharmed, no damage at all. We were certain we'd locked the door, 99% certain. But that was almost beside the point. Where had my daughter's rabbit gone? Where had her hamster gone? Like a hungry... (laughs) Sorry, who keeps a hamster outside? (laughs) It's in the porch bit, I think. Yeah. (laughs) My daughter's tears didn't dry up this time. And to be honest, neither did mine when I was later cleaning out P's cage and yet again found what? A red bit of yarn from his scarf. You're bang on there, Stevie. You're bang on. Detective White in the house. Found uh, an- if, the, if the guy before had said, come round for dinner, we're having carrots, I hope this time he says, do you want to come round for um, a drink tonight? We're drinking pee. <laughs> <laughs> and yet again, I found another red bit of yarn. Too many things were linking up, but I just couldn't place how or why. Were we going crazy? Then two weeks later, something horrific happened. We were taking our shopping from the car outside into our living room when Claire dropped a carton of milk on the street outside along with the other groceries. That is pretty horrific. Yeah. Our neighbour, the big bearded man, came running out straight away to help. He bent down and picked up the other groceries and kindly brought them back into our house. I wasn't too comfortable with this, but it all happened a bit too quick for me to say no. Plus, at this point, all we really had was that he was creepy he hadn't actually done anything however when the man bent down to place our shopping bag on the kitchen floor my eyes caught a glimpse of his trouser pocket there it was his pocket was stuffed full with what looked like a big ball of red yarn i screamed for him to get out get fucking out of my house he <laughs> get fucking out of my house <laughs> it was yoda fucking out of my house he looked terrified he ran out and passed my partner in the garden as he passed he giggled again loudly in her face like he did those months ago i had to call the police i explained to the police that carrot and pea had gone missing and that we found two bits of red yarn and that i've just seen my neighbor with what looked like a big ball of red wool but after 20 minutes of discussion they convinced me it wasn't enough to go on but said they'd send an officer around as a precaution the next day to take a statement i knew i had to do something myself but thankfully that night i saw it 
at midnight or just after, I was awoken by a reflection of light in my bedroom window. I slowly went over to my curtains, poking my head out slightly. The light was coming from an iPhone torch being used by somebody in my neighbour's garden. It was the big bearded man. He was wearing a bright yellow scarf this time. Then, what I saw next shocked me to my core. In my garden at my neighbour's feet was P, the hamster, and 12 guinea pigs all sewn up in a human human caterpillar running around the garden like a big snake. Was the bearded man with the high-pitched laugh, laughed, laughed and laughed away whilst wanking. Sorry. <laughs> Did you not see that one coming? Well, it was annoying that when you said about the giggle, I was like, that's weird. And then I did it and went, oh, I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> you had a bright yellow man with guinea pig scarf on. It was fucking me. It was you. That's why you had the yarn. You were sewing a, you were sewing a mouse to mouth. That oh. mystery has been solved, guys. And if anyone has, is, like, if this is the first episode of yeah, <laughs> that yeah. just listened to, they're never yeah. going to get the reference. Um, to fill you in, if it is your first one, Stevie is a guinea pig sent to paedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pick rabbit and hamster as well, because guinea pigs would have been too obvious. Yeah, that was good. And, and I thought you were clocking on when I said beard and uh, scarf. So I quickly... No, because I pictured him. You said he was really old. Oh, I said he was a lot older than the woman. Me and Ariana are the same age. Yeah, I know, but I needed some discrepancies. Yeah, so, so I pictured him as like a really big grey beard. Oh. And, and yeah. Like Santa. So, yeah, that's I pr- pretty much had like a six foot three Santa. <laughs> did you? That's what I had pictured. What was you picturing, Robbie? <clears throat> well, first of all, I did think, that sounds a bit like Stevie, but then I thought, then I was thinking a bit old, older sort of thing. Right. Thinking flam- more flamboyant than Stevie. So that was Carrot and Pea. Great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want, uh, what do you want, another one? Chainsaw. What about Stevie, please? <laughs> <laughs> chainsaw. But, yeah, Chainsaw was fucking creepy, to be fair. Um, so was that last one. <laughs> that was a good story. Yeah, but why the fuck mm. would you add a rabbit and a hamster to your guinea pig centipede? Well, I thought if I just do guinea pigs, you'll get it, don't I? Is that the one that you've, when we've been waiting for 20 minutes to record this episode, was that you in here writing that? No, 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 no that was genuinely me trying to change the wording of okay. one. Um, so th- this one is, um, the, the, the final three I have are all much shorter. We've done the full big three big ones. And Do you know what's another annoying thing about that one you that? just did? <laughs> what? Is that there was that bit that you went, <laughs> oh, there was the bit that was in brackets where it went, oh, a typical moving in story or whatever, yeah? Mm. And my brain was going, when he read these, why didn't he just take that little bit out? And now you've obviously just done it to make it seem more like it was online. That's weird you pick that out because I read this story to Fee last night, but I told her, I didn't tell her that I'd written it and I was like, listen to this. And then halfway through, she was building like an Ikea thing and she turned around and looked at me and smiled after that line. And she went, did you write this? And then I went, yeah, why? And she went, because that just sounds like something you'd you'd say, like typical. So, and then I actually started laughing during that because I cut out a little joke that I wrote in there just for uh, myself. What was it? Uh, like a hungry vegan, my daughter really wanted her carrot and pea. <laughs> I thought I can't because you wouldn't have written that if you were distressed. No, it's it's. I was thinking as well during that that tears seem to have a lot of big things for this. Like in that she said um, her tears went for a week or whatever, and in the previous one it was like gallon of tears. Right, like everyone right. keeps using very descriptive words for their tears. Right, fair enough. Fair but enough. yeah, well done, well played. You Thank had you. me. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you.
This one's called Chainsaw, okay? And to be honest with you, this one, it's a copy and paste job. So there might be some words that I don't even understand. <laughs> Chainsaw. <laughs> My uncle used to have a cabin in the woods near Winter, Wisconsin. An uncle is like when... <laughs> <laughs> What's a winter? Um, on a relatively undeveloped arm of the Chippewa flowage. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Not too remote that you couldn't pop into town for necessities, but far enough in the boonies that if you got hurt, you'd be in serious trouble. I used to spend time there in the summer tearing through the woods with my two cousins. One morning when I was about 10, my uncle woke us up roughly... I woke us up roughly and told us it was time to go fishing. <laughs> How'd you wake us up roughly? Get out fishing! Yeah. Shake yeah. So yeah but why yeah. is he doing that? Fish! <laughs> <laughs> fucking fish, kids! <laughs> Get fucking out of my house! <laughs> Get out, kill fish! <laughs> You're not uncle? No. Uh, it was still oh, super early. Um, I'm an uncle. Well, now just thinking it's going to be about me as well, isn't it? Oh, it's not always about you, mate. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely not. It was still super early and we were all confused because it was pitch dark and who the hell went fishing so early anyway? He hustled us down to the dock where he kept his little fishing boat and quickly launched us into the water and away from the house. At this point, we were getting a little freaked out by the weirdness of the situation. We thought maybe we were being punished because my uncle had gone to chop wood the previous morning and couldn't find his axe anywhere. He'd left it lodged in a stump next to the cabin and he accused us of messing with it, which, to be fair, sounded like something we probably would have done. He ended up having to drive into town to buy a new one. He wasn't talking. He wasn't doing anything. We just sat shivering under a blanket at the bow of the boat while my uncle stared wide-eyed at the shoreline, waving a flashlight furtively. Furtively? Probably, yeah. <laughs> ahead of us. We eventually arrived at my uncle's friend's cabin across the lake and tumbled into his house. Our uncle sent us up to the loft to sleep as he and his buddy locked the doors and left not returning until well after sunrise. Eventually, our uncle showed up with the truck and trailer already packed with all of our gear and told us it was time to go home. We all thought it was weird that we were leaving the cabin days early, but we were just kids, so we went along with it. My uncle was quiet for the whole long drive back to civilization. Many years later, my uncle confided to me that the reason he'd hustled us home was because he'd woken up at around 3am to a strange whack noise from outside the cabin. He'd gone outside to investigate when a massive jack pine fell directly across the narrow driveway, blocking us in. Startled by the noise, he swept his flashlight along the trees, just in time to see a man crouched over behind a tree, laughing at the axe in his hand. <laughs> the man ran deep in the forest until the laughing slowly but surely disappeared. My son and his buddy... Was that someone else listening to Jack Mates Happy <laughs> 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 Good, good. My uncle and his buddy had to take turns chainsawing the tree apart to get us out of the house whilst the other one stood watch with a rifle. He never found the axe again. That's the story. So what's the unexplained part? Well, well there's a fucking man chopping down trees trying to land on their house. I think he's a bit mental, probably. What, the, the axe guy? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, it's a bit mental. It, that, the, to, to me, that sounds like a more made-up story than the other ones. Yeah. Because it's like axe murderer. There's never been an axe murderer. I also got distracted in the middle and stopped listening. <laughs> oh, did you? So I, can't, I don't know what happened from the moment where they got on the boat until the bit where 
he said, where you said... How are you getting distracted that easy? Water bottle. Reading your water bottle. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know what I was thinking about. I got a little bit distracted as well. But I think I got the gist of it. I, I know you said he pushed him out into the water and they were confused. Yeah. And then you said the axe thing about having to get a new axe. Yeah. And then I stopped listening there and then it got to the, <laughs> and it got to the bit where you said um, he... He confided in us, so I don't know anything between being on the boat. At f- oh, yeah, I did. I did get that distracted. That's like the whole story. Confiding. <laughs> yeah, well, he put him in his uncle's house upstairs, locked the door, fucked off for the day, come back with all their belongings on the truck. Went, we've got to fuck off now. Oh, okay. That got him in the truck, and then they pissed off, and then he said that's because he saw a guy going whack, whack, whack with a chainsaw, chopping down trees yeah, with an axe. Yeah. Were well, you listening? Yeah. Why is it called chainsaw? <laughs> no, it's called. It's not. It's called. Um, yeah, that is called Chainsaw Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't know. There was no reference of a chainsaw in that. <laughs> I think what I did is I copied and pasted that. That one is genuinely on Reddit, right? Oh, but Axe didn't sound as good. No, I think I copied and pasted it, put it in, and I then, named and then I named them today. And I just thought, oh, Chainsaw, and I meant Axe. Yeah? Yep. i got two more. They're both well short, really, like that <laughs> one. Um, we've got Ghost of Josh or Aurora. Let's do. There's one called phone call as well, but it's a it's a paragraph long. Let's bash that one out. Let's quickly do that. Yeah, smash out a phone call. This is welcome to phone call. (laughs) I used to work in a building. (laughs) (laughs) How quickly you went into the story? (laughs) I thought that was weird as well in my head. I used to work in a building that had three levels of sub basements. Should I do the? (laughs) Should I do normal voice? Yeah. What is a sub basement? Is it below the basement? No, it's a basement that comes on when you're proper basement not playing very well. <laughs> <laughs> or a basement that floats underneath the sea. <laughs> We're so giddy now. Or a basement you get if someone appreciates how well you're streaming on Twitch. <laughs> oh dear. I used to work in a building that Or a basement who looks to be dominated. <laughs> <laughs> Shag me, a little basement. <laughs> okay, so there's three submissive basements. I used to work in a building that had three levels of sub-basements with the piece of lab equipment I typically worked on in the lowest basement. I had the only key. There was a wired phone in there, and I did work late some nights, but not this night. I was sleeping alone in my... I'm, I, I imagine... Oh, no, this is the whole thing. <laughs> I, was, I was sleeping alone in my apartment when I woke up to a call on my cell phone from my girlfriend at 3am. She was in hysterics and asking <laughs> She's why... She's listening to Jack Mays after the hour. She was in hysterics and asking why I scared her. Apparently, she received a call from that basement phone just a minute earlier with someone who sounded like me slowly repeating her name until crackling and fading out my apartment was 10 miles away from work i thought she was lying but i saw the 3am call from the basement phone logged on her cell myself it still freaks me the fuck out i think you can impersonate numbers can't you on the internet i think yeah or it's just a workmate of his i got a call from nicola milana the other night that was genuinely not from nicola milana Oh. It's well weird. Yeah. I was watching your stream when it happened. Yeah, and then I added his number. I, I went to feed later on. I was like, someone's made it so Nico's name comes up. I answered it on stream and he went, yo, it's Nico. And that's not even how he pronounces his name. So <laughs> I knew it wasn't. And then, um, so I went to Fee. I went, I'm going to add this number and look at WhatsApp at the profile picture. And I added it and it was Nico's number. So it's like someone had transferred it through his phone. Oh, that's and, well weird. Uh, yeah, and then I didn't message Nico about it because I'd spoken to him a few weeks before about 
hacker. I didn't want to bore yeah. him. And then the next morning, I woke up to three texts from him going, yo, mate, I missed your calls last night. What's up? I was like, I've not called you. So someone's just infiltrated Weird. my number. Yeah. yeah. Cunts. Absolute cunts. Uh, two more. We've got... Uh, That's a mystery, that, isn't it? What? Yeah. You're, you're the mystery of Jack's phone. Yeah, that is a mystery. That is a mystery. This one's really weird, right? And it might be shit and we might have to cut it out, but like, I'm trying to work it out and I just can't really... We keep the shit ones in. Yeah. Good. You're not meant to be able to work them out. They're unexplained mysteries, Jack. Yeah, that is very true. That's very true. Go we, on. We can literally do these next two. They're only short. What one is it? This one's the ghost of Josh. Okay. Have you seen the... Ghost of Josh. <laughs> you really didn't go I, for no, it. I, I wasn't sure I was having it, but then I forgot what I was going Can you do it again? Have you seen the ghost of Josh? <laughs> there you go. Thank there you. Go. Thank you. I've made that a sound alert on Twitch that people scare me with, so I could just be going, la di da di Don't do that. <laughs> but I could just be enjoying my time, and out of nowhere it goes, have you seen the ghost of Josh? <laughs> and I shit myself every, every time. time. Yeah, every time. And I, I like it because it's Robbie's voice at mm. least. Aww. This is called the ghost of Josh. So you might remember back when the Echo Dot was first released, and there were loads of stories about Alexa laughing manically in the, at night. And I do not shit. remember that. Yeah, uh, listen to Jack Mates Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, it used to happen. It used to happen. There'd be like, like my Alexa has turned on in the middle of the night, but it hasn't laughed at me. My mum came round the other day and she's never used my Alexa before. Okay, because why would she? And um, she was going to look after Isaac whilst we went to the Tom Grennan gig. So she, I, I put food in the oven for Isaac and went, oh, I forgot to make a timer. So my mum went, oh, Alexa, can you set a 10 minute timer? And it went, 10 minute timer created. Also, is this Susie speaking? What? And me and my mum just stared at each other and she just went really quiet and I went, just say yes. And she went, yes. And then it went, okay, would you like me to add this account? I was like, how the fuck do you know my mum's voice? Do I you get that it, having an affair? <laughs> <laughs> I get that it knows voices, because after all that, me and my mum were just like, what the, what the fuck has just happened? So I went, oh, who am I? And they went, oh, you're Stevie, you're the owner of this account. So I was like, that's fine, because I own the account, I speak to it all the time. But it shouldn't know my mum's voice. <laughs> that is weird. And her name. Yes, yeah. and she's never one hundred percent never spoken to that Alexa before. Well, he's not got he's they've not got a name right. They said Susie, Gerald, 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 shit. Oh. Okay, carry on. Right, so yeah, you may remember when they used to like laugh at night and stuff like that. Well, my wife and I had something different happen. Alexa started turning on during the day and ask for someone and asking for someone called Josh. The first time it lit up out of nowhere and said, "Am I Josh?" My wife and I just looked at each other as if to say, what the fuck was that? Two weeks later, we're watching some random Netflix shit and it lights up again and says, where is Josh? We're like, okay, that is weird, but we tried to forget it. We then went on holiday and my grand comes round each day to feed our cat. She rings us to say that she was sitting in the living room and a voice came out the kitchen that in her words shouted, Josh loves the open road and started playing classical music. My gran says she left because she felt quite uncomfortable. We started to think maybe it's second hand and the old owner programmed it to say his name or something. I don't know, we just sort of brushed it off. One day, a CD arrives in the post. It was this CD. That contains a hyperlink, and I can show you guys what it goes to now. And it's a, it's a, tr it's a, it's a, the, uh, CD called Hello, I'm a Truck by someone called Red <laughs> by, by Red Simpson, right? And it contains songs such as Roll Truck Roll, The Highway Patrol, Diesel Smoke, Dangerous Curves, and more. Does love the open road. Yeah. So that's that's what the CD contained. I walk into the kitchen holding it confused and say to my wife, 
why did Amazon just deliver this? My wife reads out the name of the CD and Alexa lights up and says, Josh loves trucks. The order had been hidden from our account and into the archived orders and neither of us got a notification that say, saying that Alexa had ordered it. We threw it away before Josh manifested in our hoover or some shit. And that was it. That was the end of the story. But then someone posted on the thread saying, there's a review on that CD one year before that story was posted, exactly, from somebody called Mr. J. Ashford. Could it be? Could that be Josh? And it just says, I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. so, that was irrelevant. Um, it's a bit naff, I'll give you that. But why was Alexa obsessed with someone called Josh? Why did it say, Josh loves the open road, then send a picture of a truck? I reckon it's a mate messing around, got access to the account. Can you do things. that? I think you probably can. There used to be a time when you could send text messages to landline phones and the landline phone would read them out. And I sent a text message to one of my friend's landline phones saying something along the lines of, hello, this is God speaking. Please send naked photos of your wife to Robbie Knox. <laughs> <laughs> And then I spoke to him, and I forgot I'd done this. I spoke to him a while later. So now things goes, oh, yeah, no, um, uh, there's some weird crank call. My wife's been a bit shaken up by it. And I, went, well, I was like, that, that, that was me. And he seemed a bit annoyed. I was like, but like, if someone's saying my name in it, I think you could work out yeah. me. <laughs> I think she might have just got a bit freaked out and put it down and not got to that bit. I don't know. But yeah. uh, What, did the, the wife answer the phone? I, I can't remember. I think so, yeah. That's funny. That's even yeah. funnier, actually. That's her who heard it. This last one's called Aurora. I'll be honest, I can't remember it. Okay, well, let's all learn it together. <laughs> it's, it's two paragraphs long. It's not long. When I was around 20, a few years ago, I kept... When I was around 20, a few years ago... I'm going to do the whole thing like this. Do it. I kept having dreams about a woman with a long black hair named Aurora. There were different... Could, could, could um, Katie put some mariachi music behind the story? <laughs> <laughs> there were different. I can't do it. There were different dreams, but for some reason, her distinct face and name always ended up in these dreams. It got to the point where I'd wake up frustrated and confused, trying to Google her name or find out why I was connected to her. After a few months, she stopped showing up, and I dismissed it, thinking my brain was just being a scumbag. Fast forward a few years later, <laughs> my brain is such scumbag a fucking scumbag. Fast forward a few years later, Halloween 2009. I'm in the car with a friend, stopped at a gas station. I'm about to pull out and merge onto the highway when I get a phone... I do remember this. It's fairly good. When I get a phone call from a random number. So I stopped the car, but no one answered. There was a person behind me who grew impatient, honked at me, and then swerved in front of me instead of waiting for two seconds for me to move. Second they got on the highway, some silver Civic loses control of their wheel and crashes into the car that swerved in front of me. I called it, probably, the, it was the car that crashed. It was probably someone listening to Jerry's happy hour laughing so yeah. much. I spun off the road. <laughs> <laughs> we got it in everyone. I called the cops and waited at the gas station for them to come. Turns out the drivers of both cars died. It 100% would have been me had I not got that phone call. I called it back a few hours later out of gratitude and curiosity. It rang three times and it went to voicemail. Hi, you've reached Aurora. Please leave your name and number. Never have I had goosebumps like that in my entire life. I called it again the next day because I was so confused about the whole situation. Some woman answered and we get to talking. I tell her my entire story included the dreams I had. 
I, t- I tell her my entire story, including the dreams I had. She tells me she doesn't know how I got her number and that she never called me as far as she remembers. Weird. I ask her if she has Facebook to confirm if she was, in fact, the woman of my dreams. Checked her Facebook. Holy fuck, it was her. The woman of her dream is dreams. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a stalker, doesn't he? Yeah. A stalker. I think this is made up. I, it does sound made up, that one. Like Even to the name. Yeah. Aurora. Just sounds like that kind of... That kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there we go. That's my um, real life mysteries. I just threw in a little sort of sort of few weird ones at the end. I liked from... it. I thought it was a really enjoyable episode and I've enjoyed learning about mysteries. You sound like you want to go to sleep. <laughs> I do, but I didn't mean I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> when you showed us uh, the Amazon truck thing, yeah, the I'm a truck CD, as you showed us that, I went, oh, you never showed us the picture of the hutches that, and I was like, fuck's sake, that's why you didn't show us. Yeah, and, and, and I said that I had pictures of the hutches just to really get you off the sniff. Yeah, that was good. That was really scent. good, like a, what do you call it? Foreshadowing? False, false flag or something. False, false flag, yeah. Like that, yeah. Red herring. Yeah, it was a good red herring. Prick. Yeah. Hey, I make you famous for these stories. Thanks. Yeah, there we go. Well, thanks for listening to... Jack's Happy Halloween with Stevie White and Robbie Knox. Just, just, just three subs all sitting here. Three sub basements just all, <laughs> all sitting here being sexy. Substitute Jack, submissive Stevie and submarine Robbie. There we go. I hope you're being all spooky and spooked out and spooked. I am well and truly spooked out. Are you spooked? Yeah, I hope they're all at home laughing hilariously to Jack Mates Happy Hour exclusively on Spotify. <laughs> yes. There we go. Thanks for joining me again, lads. Yeah. yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for uh, hosting that one. Have a good Halloween, everyone. If it's not already been Halloween, everyone. Bye. Yeah. Have you seen the question, Josh? <laughs>